You are listening to the Missio Tempe podcast. We are a church of missional communities, living as a family of missionary servants for the good of our city. For more information about our church, visit missiotempe.com. We hope this teaching encourages and challenges you to faithfully take up your role in the Missio Day. Uh, uh, Grown-ups can sit down, but kiddos, if you're a kid, if you would consider yourself a kid, uh, even a kid at heart, if you would come up here, I need you to touch uh, the water here in the baptismal font. So come up here. Come on up, all the kiddos. Not even. Come here, come here, come here. Okay, so I need you guys. This is really dangerous. This probably isn't going to end well. But so come on up, and I just need you guys to touch the water. How does it feel? Is it wet? Very good. It's very wet. Is it cold or is it warm? What do you guys think? How do you think this? How do, we don't need a submarine in our bath. Oh, I'm not 20 yen yet. I'm not allowed to drink wine. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay, so how do you think, do you know what this is? Does anybody know what this thing is? It's a horse trough. So this is what horses are supposed to drink out of. But Right, we don't have a church building and they don't like, so we don't, we're out here. And so we bring this horse trough out here, but we're going to, who's going to get in this today? Raise your hand if you're planning on getting in here. All right. There we go. So y'all are going to get all the way in here. So this, everybody put your hands in the water. Okay. So this water, as you're feeling the wetness of the water, it's reminding us of, there's a river, there was a river called the River Jordan. Can you guys say Jordan? Jordan. And the... The Jordan River is where God's people, when he rescued them out of slavery, and he finally brought them into the, well, into the promised land after 40 years. How long is 40 years? Is that a long time or a short time? How old, my dad is? How old your dad is. Right. There you go. 40 is a long, long time. They finally get to come into the promised land, and they go through the Jordan River. So not too much. Do a little splash as you go through the Jordan River. Splash a little bit. And then, okay, that's enough. I knew Lincoln. I knew that would go well. And then, hundreds and hundreds of years later, this guy John was out at the Jordan River again. And God's people had been waiting and waiting and waiting. And he went out into the Jordan River, and he was taking people and dunking them in the Jordan River. And this one guy, Jesus, even came. Have you ever heard of Jesus? Jesus came and splash, a little splash, Lincoln. Everybody, a little splash. Jesus came and was baptized. Thank you, and was baptized as just like, and so he came, and there was like something new that was happening. You could. Oh my goodness. Okay. So now everybody, take your hand up like this and let the water drip down. Drip, 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 drip down. All right. So in a little bit, when our friends come all the way in here and get baptized, you're going to feel those waters, and they're going to be baptized just like God's people went through the Jordan, and just like Jesus went into the Jordan to be baptized. Now these guys are going to come on here and be a part of that same story and that same family. Can you guys say amen louder than the adults did? They did that earlier. It was like, amen. They were like nice and polite. Can you guys give a really loud, like what I would expect the kids to do, loud amen, and you can splash if you want. On three. One, two, three. All right. Thank you. Go back and find your parents. Hey, so for the four that are getting baptized this morning, Micah, Braylon, Zoe, 
and Titus. I want you guys to actually come sit in the front right here. You can either sit on a chair or on the ground. Because the sermon today is really towards you guys, and the rest of us are going to be listening in. Because I want to just share a couple things with you guys particularly, and then everybody else is going to be listening as well as we remember, for some of us, our baptismal identity. Awesome. So I, uh, like, like the four of you, I got to grow up in a really good Christian home. I had wonderful parents. And then when I got to high school, after years and years of hearing about Jesus and seeing Jesus, I had something really hard happen for me. Now, you might not think it was that hard. Maybe one day you will. Maybe some of you, especially Braylon, might relate to this, but, and Titus as well. But I got benched playing basketball in high school. And for me as a high schooler, that was like the most overwhelming and horrible experience that now I was no longer playing in the game. I was sitting at the end of the bench. And when you're in high school, that's only, you really only pick one identity and then you run with that. And so you guys will remember that hopefully when you get to high school. But in the midst of that, Jesus started to really work in my heart and I met somebody named Mark who was like a spiritual father to me. And then he in many ways welcomed me into the faith, into knowing Jesus and following him. And so when I was a senior in high school, a lot older than you guys, so you guys are already farther along, I was baptized, just like you guys are going to be baptized today. For you here, uh, if you have been following Jesus for a long time, or maybe just for a few months, think back right now if you've been baptized. Remember what it was like. If you can remember when you were baptized, what was it like for you to go into the water and come out? Who celebrated you? What were the significant things happening in your life at the time that you were convinced that Jesus' death and resurrection were the orienting events of your life? That your identity, everything about who you are, came from Jesus' death and resurrection. And so for the next couple of minutes together, as you think about back to maybe your baptism, if you haven't been baptized, maybe it's a prompting from the Spirit to consider it, especially on this really hot day, right? All of us are going to be wanting to get baptized here in a few minutes. But for these four, as you watch them uh, in many ways seal their faith as a symbol here of baptism, I hope it brings to mind your own baptism. And maybe if you haven't been baptized, a prompting from the Spirit if you're following Jesus to be baptized as well, to identify with His death and resurrection. I want us to look at one passage, four verses this morning. And with the four of these these wonderful people up front, I want you guys actually to do some of the work with the passage and kind of speak to them. But the passage is Galatians 3, verses 26 through 29. Galatians 3, verses 26 through 29. Just four verses. I want you, I'm going to read it to us together. And then I want you guys, uh, as a congregation, to in many ways speak to these four of what you see in this passage that relates to baptism. What do you think baptism means in light of these few verses Paul gives us in Galatians 3? Let me read the passage. And then as you look at it, I'd love for you to speak on behalf of the four that are up here as they're about to be baptized on what you see is the meaning of baptism. It says this, Galatians 3, 26 through 29. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. As you heard that passage, I love for a few of you, we do this often, Missio, so if you're visiting us and you feel uncomfortable calling out in the middle of a large crowd, 
You're totally not forced to at all. But often we share because it's not just the person that's speaking up front who hears from God, but us as a congregation as we follow the Spirit. I'd love to hear from you as these four are sitting up here. What do you see about baptism from this passage? What does it mean as you read through these four verses? What do you guys see? Yeah. Uh-huh. So have you, uh, Mike, have you heard your dad back there? Ryan, uh, Ryan Lynn said, hey, your identities we have on earth uh, as we walk uh, in this world, they're secondary in many ways to our identity that's in Christ through baptism as a symbol of that. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody else? Yeah. All for Christ. Absolutely. Uh, you've been clothed in Christ. What's, what rich imagery no longer it's you who live, as Romans says, but Christ who lives through you. What else from this passage? Yeah, Isaiah. Uh huh. Yeah, through faith. You guys up four, the four of you up here, like you guys have decided in faith to follow Jesus, to believe that his death and resurrection has offered you forgiveness of sins and new life. Awesome. Maybe one more? Yeah. Uh huh. Woo! Theologian Deb coming in here. This is good. So, if you remember way back in the story, before Adam and Eve left the garden, you guys probably know this really well up the front four here. Before they left, God graciously clothed them before they were kicked out of the garden. And here now we're clothed in Christ because God cares for us so deeply. Absolutely. And so for today, as we think about baptism, and before we dunk these four into the waters of baptism, I want to give you three things, three uh, parts of what it means that you guys are being baptized today. Three symbols, or sorry, the baptism as a symbol is three uh, pictures it gives us of what it means now for you to live going forward from this place. And so I'm going to need you guys to actually participate in a couple of these things too. So here's a question for the four of you up front. Do you guys remember what God the Father said to Jesus when he came out of his baptism. Do you guys remember? Yeah, Micah. Um, this is my son who I Absolutely. So this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. So the first thing you have to remember, my friends, this morning about your baptism is the baptism is a symbol of your new identity. That those words that were spoken to Jesus by the Father, now through what Jesus has done on your behalf, those words are spoken to you. This is my daughter. This is my son, whom I love. With him, I or her, I am well pleased. I know one person up front here and one person in our congregation often refers to their, to their earthly dad, their, earth, their biological dad or their, their, their dad that's been walking with them as their second favorite dad or second best dad. And that is so true. You guys, all four of you have wonderful parents. And at the same time, you have, they're the second best parents. You have a dad, a father who cares for you deeply, who loves you and cares for you. And baptism is a, is a symbol. It's a sign of how much God loves you through Jesus. Before we move on to the next symbol, I just want to share uh, one thing to the four of you. So from this moment forward, as you follow Jesus the rest of your life, as you're going to say in the, in the water here in a second, now and forever, there's going to be times in your life where you maybe wander far from Jesus. That you wander off, that you uh, 
find another story or another thing to worship. But the good news of the story is it isn't all up to you. The good news of the story is that your father, like the prodigal son story, waits on the porch, always ready for you to return. And so I want you guys to hear, the four of you, no matter how far you journey away from God from this point forward, no matter how far you feel like you wander away and you're far from Him, He is always waiting for your return. And He waits on the porch. And the moment He sees you from a distance, He'll come running towards you to welcome you with a robe and with a ring and with a great feast. So this isn't the end of your journey. This is in many ways the beginning. But no matter where you go, you need to remember that. Your baptism is a symbol of your new identity. That's the first thing. All right, second thing. I have some questions for you guys. Rapid fire. You guys ready to answer? Yeah. All right, you ready? What's your favorite color? Um, green. Um, well, mine is um, orange. Green, orange. Blue. 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 Two blues. All right. Um, where do you live? Great. Don't you live in Scottsdale? Maybe Phoenix. It's, it's close. All right, next question. When's your birthday? New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. August 24th. Okay, good. All right, one more question for you guys. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? And, and Bastion, what's your favorite over there, buddy? Or Lincoln, is that you? Lincoln, what's your favorite? Chocolate fudge? That's, that's what I'm talking about. So these are kind of like silly questions, like favorite ice cream color, or flavor, <laughs> color and flavor, maybe the same. But I want to just show you in a really silly way that you four are different people. You have different things that you like. You come from different places. You have different stories. As you journey forward, you're going to be doing different things in the world. And the second thing you have to remember about your baptism is not only that you have a new identity, it's a symbol of your new identity, but it's a symbol that you're part of a new family. And like uh, somebody said, I, I think it was Ryan, yeah, Ryan Lynn who said, hey, you're going to be given a lot of identities in the world, a lot of things to find your worth and your value from. And in our world, we're really good at dividing people into categories, rich and poor, based on the color of their skin, based on where you came from or where you live, male and female. We have really good at dividing people into categories and pitting the other person against one another. But the truth of your baptism is not only you have a new identity, but you have a new family. And so I want you guys actually to stand up, and I want you to look behind you, because today is a sign that this is your new family. These are the people that are committing today to walk with you as you walk with Jesus. Pretty cool. You have almost 100 people here committed to walking with you as you walk with Jesus. All right, you guys can turn and sit down again. All right, last thing you have to remember. I want to give you guys a scenario and see how you would respond, all right? I want you to imagine tomorrow morning you wake up and your mom or your dad run into your room and jump on top of you on top of your bed. And they begin to shake you on the shoulders like this because they're so excited and they wanted to tell you that they just got off the phone with this ambassador from this foreign country, some way place out in the world. And the ambassador told them 
that you guys are actually royalty, that you're part of a royal line, and that you've inherited $1 million. You have $1 million. Okay, $1 million. What would you do? What would be the first thing you would do with the $1 million? Titus? Where are this kid's parents? Donate 10% to one mission. Wow. That's, that's uh, raising a kid up right with his finances. Awesome. Michael, what would you do with a million dollars? Three hundred. You guys are just too good here. I'm waiting for like cars or Legos. This is awesome. All right, you give some away. Zoe, what would you do? I'd probably. I don't use that much of my money, so I'd probably just donate most of it. This is going way different than I thought. <laughs> donate. Great. You're gonna donate a lot of it. Great. Braylon, what would you do with the money? You guys are like 25 years old here. This is amazing. <laughs> but all planned out, put in categories. But yeah, imagine that scenario. You have a million dollars. You could do anything with, you, with what you want with it. You're royalty. That means you're part of this long lineage, uh, an heir to the throne. The reason I bring this up is in our passage for baptism this morning, it says that you're an heir according to the promise of Abraham. Through Christ, you're an heir. And so when you're an heir, when you're royalty of some place or somewhere, it's not just that you get a lot of privileges like a lot of money maybe but it comes with a great responsibility too. That now if you found out you're a royalty tomorrow, it would come with a responsibility of like, hey, I probably have to represent a group of people. I might have to do certain things that comes with the responsibility of being royalty. If you guys remember in the story back at the very beginning in Genesis 12 with Abraham, it said Abraham was going to be blessed, but never for himself. He was blessed to be a blessing. And so if you're an heir now, in light of what Christ has done, you're an heir according to the promise of Abraham, you've not only been blessed, but you've been called to be a blessing to others. And so this morning, as you remember your new identity, your new family, it also comes with a new mission. That when you come out of the water here in a second, your feet have been anointed to be good news wherever you go, to share who Jesus is in both word and deed. Your baptism isn't just for yourself. It's for the sake of others, for the world to hear what Jesus is like and how much he loves them. You have a new identity. You have a new family that you just turned around and looked at. And you have a new mission to be the hands and feet of Jesus wherever you go as an heir according to the promise of Abraham. So I'm going to invite up, we're going to do this in order here. I want to transition from talking about our identity, family, and mission to baptizing these four. And so we're going to have an order. It's going to go Micah. Zoe, Braylon, and Titus, last but not least. Micah, Zoe, Braylon, and Titus. So if you are, uh, you're going to be participating in Micah's baptism this morning, would you come on to the front, Chris? Micah, you're welcome to walk up here with Chris. Chris is going to be sharing a couple questions with Micah as he dunks, them, dunks him into the water. All right. Lindsay, you guys can come on. You need to be up here. Is that all right, Micah? All right, he was a little, I don't know if I want him up front or not, but I think they should be here. So this is, uh, this is Micah Lynn. And Micah, is it true you want to be baptized today? Yes. Yes, it is. Very good. And Micah, is it true that you believe that the Bible tells the true story of the whole world and that Jesus is the healer of your heart, the healer of your heart and of all of creation? Yes, I do. And is it 
your intention to follow Jesus as king all the rest of your life? Yes. Well, Micah, guess what? I want to baptize you. Should we do that? Yeah. All right. Ready? Let's have Zoe come on up. Dad's going to be baptizing you today. Awesome. All right, Zoe. So this is Zoe, my daughter. I'm the second best dad. Um, and I have the privilege of getting to immerse her and baptize her this morning. So very, very cool. I love this girl. And so Zoe, can you turn and look at me? I got a couple questions for you. Do you believe that the Bible tells the true story of the whole world and that Jesus is the Lord and healer of your heart and all of his creation? Yes. And will you commit to following Jesus as your king now and forever? Yes. All right. Zoe, you want to step in? All right, this is my son, Braylon, and Braylon thinks I'm the best dad. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, Braylon, do you believe that the Bible tells the true story of the whole world and that the Lord is uh, the healer of all of his creation? Yes. Yes. And will you commit to following Jesus as king now and forever? Yes. All right, go ahead and take a step in, bud. Right, Titus is coming on up. You got a tag team here baptizing you men, right? Hey, buddy. Hey, Dad. Hey, second best dad. Hey, second best son. Just joking. <laughs> Mom's going to baptize you, right? It's awesome. He picked me to say the words because he thought mom would cry. But actually, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. 
you, do you need to say the words? <laughs> hey, bud, do you believe that the Bible tells the true story of the whole world and that Jesus is Lord and healer of your heart and the entire world and all of creation? And do you commit to following Jesus as king for the rest of your life and forevermore? For sure. All right. Why don't you step in here? We're going to enter into a time of communion now. Over the last couple of months, we've been trying to uh, set up a pattern of how we're going to practice communion here, where those who uh, have bowed their knee to Jesus and have been baptized would come and receive communion each week, and those who were uh, on their journey and then, and then finally today profess faith in Christ and are following Him would receive communion for the first time. That after the last couple of weeks and months, that is actually their parents or whoever is in charge of them mediating communion for them as we try to plant the seeds of the gospel in the hearts of those who come after us. But today, these four will lead us in communion. And they will reach out their hand because for themselves, not because of their family, but because of they've put their faith in Jesus themselves, they receive the promises and gifts of God here at the table. And so today, as we come to the table here in a second and take communion, We'll have you grab the elements. Chris and Sarah Hamilton are going to be serving them. And as you grab the elements, I want you to hold on to them. After you come through the line right here, we weren't, we're going to make a big circle of people here. So it doesn't have to be a perfect circle. Just somewhat generally in this area, we'll make a big circle. But everyone hold on to the elements, and we'll take them all together today. Sound good? Amen. All right. Let me uh, recite here from uh, 1 Corinthians, the institution of baptism and what it means. And then I'll invite you to the table. It says this, On the night that he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you, for this is the blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. So would you stand with me now, and we're going to recite together. It's on your handout if you need to see the words. The mystery of our faith as we come to the communion table, that Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. Let's say it together. Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. And so for the four of you that have been baptized today, would you guys lead us in the communion line as you're all wet and probably feeling wonderful, not sweating like the rest of us. But would you four lead us in communion? Would everyone follow? And hold on to your elements and we'll circle together. <laughs> 